Welcome to Allendale Market Talks. This is Greg McBride and Mike Long, and we are going to kick things off with a bullish, bullish, bullish uh, move to start the month of February. And Mike, uh, let's get let's get everybody caught up on what's going on here because we are now uh, starting our third straight month of higher trade for. Uh, for beans, and we're not talking just a general uptrend. We're talking a rocket ship to the moon. Right. Yeah, this thing is pretty incredible with its price movement. And you have some people, for very good reasons, all over Twitter saying you guys should be looking at taking risk off the table, things along those lines, because this thing is just outrageous. And you have bean meal that's up tremendously as well. You have, um, just a market that looks fantastic and you have demand coming from the crush side of things with just fantastic profits from crushers but mm. it is just outrageously moving to the top side at this point well let's let's tick off the boxes here uh, a little bit and kind of run down uh each each point uh as far as where the where some of this bullishness is coming from because there are quite a few uh, quite a few areas and it's it, you know you look at it from the u.s side it's not coming from uh from demand uh it's not coming from um ending stocks the uh, the demand has been kind of slow for old crop uh, sales new crop sales have been okay but uh, that's still way out there um, ending stocks have gone up uh, the last couple of months, so there's nothing there that's really uh, all that uh, all that friendly. Uh, we're basically double the ending stocks we were at this time last year. Um, so let's go down. You talked about uh, bean meal and bean oil uh, and the crush uh, being uh, being bullish. So uh, start with the bean oil. Let's talk about Indonesia and the, what's going on over there, which is driving Malaysian palm oil prices higher. And and uh, let's let's go on that to uh, to start. Well, it seems like you covered a good amount of it as of right now. But you do, as we have over the last several years, have this vegetable oil market that is very tight in stocks, and you've been seeing a lot of substitute rallying taking place. Uh, palm oil has been a big mover and a big one to watch, but then you also have sunflower oil and you also have canola oil and obviously bean oil, otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it, but you got all of these reasons to say that you've got some uh, good bullishness on the vegetable oil side of things. And then you got longer term pictures with the whole jet fuel potential a couple of years out, several years out. And you just at this point have a phenomenal profit for crushers between the bean crush spread. Mm -hmm. And then on the, uh, on the beans and the bean meal side of things, uh, you, you don't have to go very far. We've talked about this uh, for a while. Um, South American production uh, was under uh, quite a bit of pressure uh, in you know, early to mid January, uh, you had uh, you had extremely hot and dry conditions uh, through into about uh, mid January. We did see the uh, the rain start to fall in southern Brazil and Argentina, where things were the worst uh, uh, the worst off. Um, but uh, you know, when when you look at some of these forecasts, there's not a ton of rain still for that southern Brazil area. There is. There has been more rain for uh, for Argentina, but it's uh, been sporadic, and now you're looking at the six to ten day that uh, is is pretty dry. You know, with Argentina being the top 
Brantford the top meal exporter in the world. Obviously, that gets uh, gets everybody excited. But then, what on the other side of it in Brazil, it's they're taking this southern portion of uh, of the country, and it almost seems like they're they're trying to zero it out. It doesn't matter that uh, the the bulk of the uh, country is is seeing. Uh, trend or above trend yields with what they're harvesting right now. It's everything that's going on in the South. So you're seeing these uh, the uh, production estimates for Brazil drop from, we were just at 145 uh, or 144 in, in December. Uh, on the January report, USDA dropped it down to 139. Now you're seeing some of these uh, some of these estimates come down to 132, 128, and even 125. Uh, that's that seems like a pretty deep cut to uh, to production. Yeah, and we saw it really. It feels a lot like what we were talking about last year at the same time, where they're just kind of finding where's this going to be cut to. And right now, it's not as bad as what it was last year, but you got. I think it was Stone X out today with their. Brazil acreage or Brazil production survey that really got everything moving. So at this point, we're going to be with a lot of areas in pod fill and ending their flowering stage. Going to be looking at rains coming in to really determine where this production is going to be for that uh, mm. production number. Well, and it seldom is as bad as what it is initially thought to be and we've we saw that with our own production this past uh, this past year but uh, you know you mentioned last year it is the it is a very similar setup to what we had seen last year you know they were cutting uh, production by leaps and bounds we were dropping it off uh, uh, and at one point I think right around this time going into February or late uh, January we were talking about 120 to 125 million tons and by the time it was all said and done we were at uh, we were at 138 million metric tons and you know it wasn't the dryness and and uh issues that uh, we were fearful of actually came in uh, more as a safrina cr uh, second crop corn issue than a, a, a soybean issue or first crop uh, summer corn so um it'll be obviously we still have a long way to go and as you mentioned you know some of these uh, some of these rains it's it's you know we call it August rains, but this is this is what would be uh, typically August uh, for them down there uh, equivalent. Uh, some of those rains come in at the right time. They're going to have a crop. It it may not be as as good as what it uh, should be if they had been getting rain the whole time, but uh, they will have a crop. Just like what we saw, you know, we I go back and look at uh, what we saw in this last USDA report uh, where they adjusted. Iowa's corn production from, I think it was originally like 186 or 196 uh, uh, bushels an acre, and they were at 205 on the last USDA report. So things are seldom as bad as they, as they actually seem. And usually, you know, that's the same thing we hear in our, our own, from our own producers is, well, it was better than I thought. So um, tough one to tough one to 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 ignore for right now because everybody does seem to be piling on to that lower production idea, but it is something that uh, later on could uh, could really hurt uh, hurt prices. So uh, we got to make sure that uh, we're we're doing something from a uh, uh, a sales uh, perspective here. Most definitely. And there'll just be a lot going on 
another great thing to be watching here though is going to be this February insurance pricing because we're starting at such high elevated levels and a lot of what I've been getting question wise is well, what am I what am I supposed to be doing with my crop what am I supposed to be doing with old crop new crop clearly this market's running higher should I be selling it and reowning it what should I be doing and really at this point it seems like much like last year sitting on your hands is where a lot of people are going to be moving with because we're just starting with these phenomenal prices for the month of February and whether or not we put our top in this month whether we put it in next month whatever it may be you got just some crazy prices so what are you hearing out there and what are you really looking at with with your clients uh and doing this month well i've uh you know as we we talked about in the the conference uh in you know by the way the conference uh at least drew's portion of the conference goes off uh on wednesday of this week uh, that would be the second and uh it'll be important that anybody registered uh, goes and watches his the rest of it will still be out there but just talking with my customers a lot of them you know, have set prices for uh, anhydrous, they've set price, you know, some of their input prices. So they're looking at where the market they're at and saying, well, I need to at least sell 550 corn, or I need to, I need to, to be looking at the potential to lock in maybe some 1350 or 1375 uh, beans at this point. And we're at those levels, or we're above those levels. The tough part about that is, you know, there's always going to be that fear of missing out and what do we do with it? So I, what I've talked to people about is potentially, you know, selling some cash, um, but not over committing themselves in case we do have a drought. Well, that's one of the big things that scares me about this year is as elevated as prices are, if we get a drought, we could see, we could see, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say double these prices, but we could see, uh, maybe a retest of those 2012 uh, prices that we had, you know, $8 corn, maybe 17 or $18 beans. It, it it could get out of hand like that. So we should quote you on saying double the prices, what I heard from that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And, <laughs> and well, this is recorded, so that's fine. I'm, uh, I'm out there in perpetuity. But uh, I mean, that's, that's really what it is. I mean, obviously, we still have lots of other issues out there. You know, I talk about the, the, potential for drought. And that does scare me. Um, but uh, you got to look at uh, what's going on with the Ukraine and Russia. Russia just came out yesterday and, you know, kind of got uh, the week started on a bearish note for corn and corn and wheat, because they said that they were going to increase their, uh, uh, their export quota for for grains. Um, and that goes through, I believe, the end of June. So, you know, there's there's still that whole Ukraine Russia will Russia invade. Um, it kind of seems like it's more of a U.S. Russia situation than a Ukraine Russia situation at this point. But um, that's bullish for uh, uh, for grains. That's that's probably bullish for uh, for uh, bean oil because the, they're such a big uh, sunflower oil uh, producer. So we go right back to the veg oil uh, situation, but. You know, we kind of have to keep monitoring that. We've got the Olympics that start uh, uh, at the end of this week. You've got the lunar holiday this week for, for China. So, you know, generally host, uh, host nations are on their best behavior uh, during, the, uh, uh, during the Olympics. Uh, we remember back to the 2014 Olympics. I think it was the last couple of days where uh, uh, Russia decided it was time to invade Crimea. 
Um, so, you know, there's, uh, I'm not saying uh, China's going to invade anyone, but that, you know, that could be when stuff starts to happen is if, if there's the next move, uh, logically, uh, it's be on your best behavior for the first week or two of, uh, of the Olympics and, uh, make your move at the end. Nice. So yeah. Not exactly Sun Tzu over here, but, uh, <laughs> that's the way I see it. The art of Olympic war. <laughs> yeah that's right yeah, that's right i mean but that you know and then you know we look at some of these other markets and uh, crude oil is is you know obviously has made new highs multiple times here it's uh it's you know it's up at uh, nearly 90 uh, 90 dollars a barrel i mean um you're seeing the equities get uh, get slammed they they've made a comeback a little bit uh here uh to close out the month of january but um they still got hammered uh, for a while there. The dollar is still fairly strong against uh, other other uh, uh, currencies, but you know there are still some. Uh, you know, we always talk about question marks, but there's still a lot of question marks, and and right now it kind of seems like they all line up to the bull side. So, if you were to look at these markets on the financial side, would you say that? Don't call it a comeback because it's been here for years, or would it be more so hammer time? Yeah, it's it's, it's been here for years. I think we're uh, what year five of the uptrend uh, or the uh, the new uh, bull rally. Um, so, you know, I mean, ever since uh, right around the time that uh, uh, Obama was leaving office and uh, Trump was uh, was taking office, um, we've seen strong strong moves in these uh, in these equity markets. So. Yeah, I uh, I would go with the uh, LL Cool J side of things. Okay, sounds like a plan. Well, for this week, uh, we've really touched base on a lot of information, and we will continue to be watching all of these markets, how they are moving, what's been going on with this Russia, Ukraine, U.S., Russia, U.S., China, uh, China Olympics, whatever uh, the situation could be. We'll be covering them all this upcoming year. We did just wrap up our conference. Like Greg said, we will be dropping the uh, weather portion here after Wednesday. So make sure you check in and listen to that before Wednesday with Drew Lerner of World Weather. So if you guys have any questions, haven't got signed up and would like to do so before that weather section does drop off, please give us a call at 800-262-7538. But for this week, for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride signing off. You guys have a great one out there.